I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. On today's show, I'm talking with James Tanneberger, President and CEO at South Central Indiana REMC, the largest electric distribution cooperative in Indiana, serving 34,000 members in seven counties. James describes his role as seeking to improve the lives of others while tirelessly pursuing personal and professional excellence. He is certainly a student of leadership as he's read 26 books on leadership in the last couple of years. He says it's become his hobby. So there are a lot of aspects of leadership we could have talked about today. The story that he'll highlight in our conversation points to the importance of leading up. He says, before you can lead out, you have to learn to lead up, learning to be a leader by action. Listen in as James shares specific strategies to build a stronger relationship with your boss. Well, Andrea, I went to school to be an electrical engineer because that was something that was in my blood. I'm a third generation uh, uh, utility worker and was pushed toward being an electrical engineer. So went to school to do that and uh, got an electrical engineering degree and uh, got out of school and was uh, acting as an engineer and decided that I wanted to spend more time around people that I didn't want to be a design engineer all the time. So I went back to school and got an MBA and uh, because I really wanted to work around people and have more of that kind of role and worked my way up through the business over about 20 years. I worked for four different companies before I came here. Um, really along the way got most of my most of my recognition for being a doer. <laughs> and that happens to us. We start out with uh, leadership skills. Many of us are born with leadership skills that we display during our childhood and stuff when we're doing team sports and things like that. But then we get into this part of our life where we get recognized for the tasks that we complete ourselves. And um, I had gone through you know, about four companies where I had uh, three companies where it had become all about what I could accomplish. And I had started the transition to more of a manager type role and, and managed nine people. And uh, before I came to uh, this particular role that we'll talk about today, and felt that I had a pretty good idea of what it meant to lead, but realized along the way that I, I knew quite a bit about managing, but uh, wasn't quite where I needed to be when it came to leading. What's the difference between management and leadership from your perspective? Well, I think that management is knowing a prescribed set of rules and making sure people operate within those rules and, and really trying to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Whereas leadership is really about so much more. It's about seeing the big picture, seeing what lies beyond those rules and maybe why those rules are there and helping people understand why they're there and helping people understand, you know, what's beyond those rules. Uh, what, you know, it's not just about the rules and following them. There's so much more here. Uh, it's about relationship. It's about communication. It's about all the things that we can accomplish being part of something bigger, right? Management is a little bit more focused, whereas leadership really goes way beyond management while while there may be an aspect of management to it. It's such a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And the distinction is important because often you'll hear people use the two words interchangeably, but the as you described, the focus is so different. If you look at the root of the word manage, it's hands, manus, 
which is hands. So that like you talked about that more hands-on tactical and the root of the word lead is to guide or to travel. So it's inherent in leadership that you're taking people somewhere and moving to a new direction. So James, you know, on this show, we like to talk about pivotal moments in leaders' careers that taught them something important. So I know you have a particular situation as you reflect on your career that taught you a lot about yourself and about leadership. Tell us about that. Yes. My, my last position before I came to, to the current one I'm in, where I actually am CEO, I, I, I came to an electric company, a municipal electric company, where the existing general manager CEO was not that far from retirement. And the gentleman who would be my boss was not all that far from retirement. And I had been a manager for about five years over uh, having a, a group of about nine people that I was working with and felt like, you know, I was really starting to get to that point in my career where I would like to have that opportunity. And I felt like this was a good position for me to move into where these two upper level folks wouldn't be around all that much longer. And I might have an opportunity to move into those roles and move up. And so that was kind of the goal whenever I went there. But shortly after I got there, my boss left uh, within six months of me getting there. And along the way, actually, as part of moving into this job, I had spent you know, a good 18 years in the business and had learned the particular things that I was doing very well and, be, and had a lot of credibility in the places that I had worked in those particular areas. But when I moved to this job, I took on something totally different in that I moved into uh, transmission and substation construction project management, was, which was something I had no, actually no background in. I was on the electrical side, but didn't really have construction experience. So I had a, I had a hill to climb even from the doer perspective of building up credibility. So with my boss leaving after only six months, I did not get an opportunity to interview for his job. And when he left, they backed, they, they filled his position with my peer who had been there 11 years. So you realized that things weren't going to happen the way you thought they would. That's right. So, you know, because I was coming in and learning something completely different here, it was a little bit of a shaky ground for me anyway. And now this happened and, and this peer comes in and becomes my boss and he's got a certain view of me because he's been my peer. And here I am coming into a role where I'm not as comfortable. So I'm not as much myself. And I learn at, at the same time. And so he has a certain perception of me and my level of competence whenever he becomes my, my leader. How was your relationship with him? So the, the relationship was a little bit interesting at first. We we really looked at everything about 180 degrees different from each other. Um, I'm very a big picture person who who likes to uh, look at things and, and, and ha- kind of have the vision of where things are headed and where they're going to be. And he very much approached things from the idea of, okay, you've written this. I promise you, if you spend 20 to 30 minutes reviewing this, you're going to improve it, right? He was very much detail-oriented about the product that we were putting out, even when it came to emails within the company. And so that often led to us kind of rubbing up against each other and a little bit of friction there because I was ready to move on, move on, move on. And he was kind of slowing me down. And so we, you know, we had our moments of friction early and I really had to make the decision, recognizing what was going on here of, 
you know, is, is this where I want to be long term? Because it was kind of a change in plans. And right about that time, his boss, the general manager, left and was backfilled with a gentleman who was only about 10 years older than than me and my peer. <laughs> so then I really knew that things were not operating in my line that I had hoped for. <laughs> so it really made me do some soul searching, realizing that this isn't going to be a fast this isn't going to happen along the timeline that I had planned. Along that same timeline, we were having some management training and I was being, we were doing some peer evaluations, a 360 DNI evaluation. And I was getting some feedback that I had never heard before in my life. And I felt like I was on another planet compared to the rest of my career. And I uh, really did not, did not like that feedback. <laughs> what was the feedback? So the, the feedback, so granted, I had only been in my position about eight months and I was working with folks who hadn't worked with me all that much. And on the 360 DNI, in some cases, they were answering down the middle because they just hadn't oper- hadn't worked with me. So I was getting a middle of the line score. Well, on 360 DNI, middle of the line score ends up not looking too good. So I'm not looking very well. So I got a lot of feedback on now you work in an organization where whenever whenever you're needed or when something's asked, you respond. You know, you must respond. Very high expectations in how fast you respond to things. And I was not used to that. I came from a large corporation where the pace was a little bit different. And I came into a smaller organization that operated at such a high level of efficiency that I felt like I was on another planet and I, I didn't really recognize how positive their environment was. To me, I felt like I saw the negatives of that environment, not the positives of that environment. So I had some growth to do, but I did not know it. (laughs) So how did you respond to the feedback? What was that like, seeing that? So initially, I did not like the feedback. And initially, I felt like, well, you know, these are my peers who are giving feedback. And, you know, you feel like, are your peers competitive with you? And I I knew that I was doing a good job in my day-to-day job. I did climb that. I did get up that learning curve, and I knew I was doing an excellent job. I, I, I felt like I was exceeding expectations there, but my evaluations were not yet reflecting that. So it was a little bit frustrating for me. And so I, was, I really had to do some soul searching about, do I stay here and commit myself to this company where these things seem so frustrating? Or do I make a jump now? Um, recognizing that, you know, that's not an easy move either to try to get to where I wanted to be sooner. It's interesting that all of that was happening at the same, around the same time frame, right? So now you have a new boss who's your peer. He has a new boss. Like you hadn't anticipated any of that. Then you get this feedback that sounds like it was a real lesson in humility for you. So you, there's a lot going on in this situation. Yeah, I would expect that you would you would think about leaving. So what kept you there? So absolutely. So several things kept me there. One, I I am patient and I have approached my career from the standpoint of what can be learned, right? And getting that feedback while I didn't like it and you know even today as with many folks constructive criticism and and feedback is sometimes hard to take. (laughs) And for those of us who it's hardest to take, it usually results in the fastest improvement because we certainly want, you know, we want to change that opinion, right? I actually took that as a personal challenge, those things that I received and, 
And I really changed my, my view of that situation. So I did have a retirement plan there that I would be vested in after five years. So I do want to talk about that. There was some reason to, and it was a very nice retirement plan, and I did want to be vested in that. So that was definitely one thing that held me there. The other was just wanting to improve the situation. And I, I didn't want to leave a situation that I felt like I hadn't arrived in yet. And I hadn't seen my vision realized. I didn't want, that's, that's so good. I didn't want to leave a situation I hadn't yet arrived in. Yeah. Cause you hadn't brought the best of yourself to the situation yet. You got this feedback. So it sounds like you re- you realize there's an opportunity for me to grow here. That's right. One, I felt like maybe the feedback wasn't entirely accurate. Maybe these people didn't quite know me yet. And then there was an element of that that was true, partly because of the big change in the career and the change in expertise. And the other was, you know, if there's anything to what they're saying here, maybe I need to learn something. Maybe maybe there is something that I need to, to listen to. And so really, that is what led to really five years of growth. I ended up staying seven years in this position, but five years of the greatest growth in my career where I learned how to how to lead up. And really, by the time I left, I had such a positive situation that I, I very well could have stayed there. Uh, the timing situation was still there where I did eventually get to that point where I was ready for that next step. And it was still going to be, you know, five to 10 years before the opportunity presented itself. So I did eventually move on, but it's a very, very positive situation because I learned to work with that leader of, of mine and took his characteristics that were 180 degree different from mine. His approach to everything was different from mine. And I realized that gaining his respect and working together to produce a product that had both of our strengths in it was the best thing that we ever could have done. And we got to the point where people would walk in the room and the two of us were in there talking to each other. And it was almost too much for them to handle because of the way we were able to bounce back and forth. And it was like we were completing each other's sentences and really got a lesson in how if the person who is leading you has good character, you absolutely can win in that relationship with them. You can get their, you can, you can gain their, their respect, right? Even if they look at things different from you. And the way that I learned to do that is you, you be loyal to your leader. When you run into someone else, you say something positive about the leader that you have. Say something positive about that person because people talk. That leader knows that you're speaking positively about them in every environment when they're not in the room. The next thing you know, they're listening to you. They're paying attention to your ideas. And what I also had to learn to do during that was I was not at that upper level position by title. So I had to be a leader in action. And I learned that the most important thing a person can do to be a great leader someday at the top is learn how to lead up. And the way that I learned how to lead up was to take that vision that I had, that I, a skill that I had from good mentorship and also, you know, to some extent, we're born with some of our skills, that skill of vision and what, how we needed to do things and learn how to communicate that in such a way through my boss, not around my boss, but through my boss and to all the other people around so that they so understood and so, un, and so heard, so well communicated my ideas and how they were going to help us 
that it became the ideas of the group, right? And I call that leading up. That's how you, even though you don't have the title yet, can impact your organization. The trusted authority or, or the people, the person that people come to. One of the things that I learned to do was we had groups that my group would work with that had challenging relationships. So anytime there was a chance to maybe do something for that other group, like give them training that they needed for our federal regulations, I would be the person that would volunteer to go lead them in that training because I would build a relationship there. We had a program where you could take a, a form, you could write something positive that you had seen someone do in your group or in another group, and you could turn it in and they'd get a gift certificate. I used that to the fullest. Because when I saw someone doing something good in another group, I used that to build a bond, build a relationship. Those things are so valuable. And it is amazing how few people recognize the benefit of something like that. But what I learned is if you can build a bond with someone outside of your day-to-day -day interaction, if you can create something with someone from another group, or if you can make a contact with them that's outside of your everyday interaction, Later on, when something comes up and you guys are working in your everyday interactions, and maybe it's something that would rub them this way or rub them that way, it could rub them the wrong way, or they could give you the benefit of the doubt. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt because all that they remember is a positive interaction with you. Yeah. And so much of that comes from your mindset. Like you have a really positive attitude around leveraging your differences. I think a lot of the times, and I know I have fallen into this so many times, that our differences can be a source of problem. Our differences are a source of tension. You used the differences to be better together. Was that intentional? It wasn't in the beginning. But like I said, I stayed because I had not yet arrived. And so I was trying to figure out how to solve the problem. So how do I solve this problem where I am now in a relationship my leader views things very different from me. And on a daily basis, I'm uh, frustrated because of his differences coming into, you know, what I'm being asked to do. And how can I, how can I solve that? Well, the way to solve that was to listen to him, implement, show that what he was asking me to do meant something to me. But beyond that, keep my leader updated one of the things that I learned was if I kept my leader updated without him asking me, that built trust because he was getting that from all the other people who were working in his group. I updated him on things that were going on without him asking me. He knew that I was open to his leadership, that I wasn't trying to do things over on my own to avoid him or, or, or go around him. And that was such a healthy thing for our relationship. Well, there's no ego in this story, right? That's that's what I hear. I mean, and, may, and maybe there was initially, but in all of the behaviors you're describing, there's a lot of openness, openness to listen to his perspective, openness to keep him updated ongoing, openness to be loyal to him. So I'm curious about the, because you earlier, you were saying how, you know, initially, all of a sudden, your peer is your boss, and that was a bit discombobulating for you, right? You hadn't anticipated that. There, No doubt there was some cute confusion and frustration around that. So then tell us, like, at what point did you make this shift to, like, okay, now that he's my boss, I'm going to have to build a relationship with him. How did that happen? Well, so he and I had several one-on-one -on -one conversations whenever I first got my feedback that I was struggling so much with 
personally, really, uh, in addition to professionally. And so I, I did get some insight into his perspective and some of the things he told me helped me see how maybe I was being misperceived um, compared to how I had always been perceived in prior roles. And so it was around that time when when he became my leader and we started, we just had frequent interactions with each other and started to work together. On, we were forced to work together on things because we did about $200 million worth of projects in, in about a five-year period here. So it was a very intense um, sameness and being in the same room and, and forced to work together. It, it was really when I realized that I needed some shaping if I was going to get to where I needed to be, that things turned. It was when I realized, okay, maybe I'm not where I thought I was. Maybe I'm not ready to go lead everyone. And I learned that by seeing the positive aspects of his leadership and also learning how this organization that I was relatively new to, some of the good things that they were achieving. I recognized that they got more out of people than I had ever seen before for very little in the way of special reward. And so I want to understand what exactly is it that they're doing that has people so dedicated? And so I had some things that made me curious. Okay. So that's important. I hear curiosity. I hear a, a growth mindset in that. You said, I realized I needed some shaping. So again, there was, there's no ego in that. That's just such an open stance from which to start. Because no doubt he, he felt that then. He felt, okay, here's someone who wants to connect with me, wants to build a relationship with me. Absolutely. That's, that's so important. I mean, it go, and who knows exactly where that comes from, but that, that is a key point in, in being a leader because you have to be that way in order to learn the things that you need to learn and also to be able to interact with that person who is in your role one day, who you realize, okay, this person needs to grow. They're where I was one day. You know how to you know how to coach that person and help them because now you've got that story that you can tell. Yeah, that's so good. You hear, I think bosses get a bad rap, right? We we hear people every day talk about, I I don't like my boss. My boss isn't encouraging enough. My boss, and, and no doubt there are elements of truth in all of those statements. And yet I wonder how much energy those individuals put into building the relationship, really seeking to understand where their boss is coming from, asking questions that help them understand and, and connect. You're absolutely right. And it does. It takes humility because there were times that I received very average reviews when I believed that I was exceeding expectations. So I really had to put aside. I could not let that be something I was bitter over. And guess what? Because I was able to do that, one day I did get that exceeds expectation from someone who had only given it maybe two times in his career. Because of the relationship that you developed. Because I built that relationship and because he started to recognize my value and respected me. And I think that's a big thing that takes time to build whenever a new peer suddenly becomes your boss and all they've seen of you is this new person who might be learning a new role, who might not be, who, who might appear as, um, you know, maybe less competent than what they have been over their whole career because they're simply trying, they're drinking from a fire hose. 
Yeah, you're giving us a really great checklist here for how to effectively lead up, which is such an important perspective for any leader. You know, your your situation is around a peer becoming your manager. And yet, as I think about the the ideas you've given us, it feels like all of these are applicable to any boss employee relationship being open, listening, communicating, being loyal, say, like saying good things about your leader, being curious, having an open stance, demonstrating humility when receiving feedback. Do you think there is, is there something unique about a peer becoming a manager? No, not at all. And, and you're absolutely right. And that's what we tell all of our folks in our company. Basically, what I tell our folks is I need every one of you here has the ability to be a leader. And what, what you need to learn is that to be effective as a leader in name and title up at the top, you first can be a, a leader in action, whether you have the title or not. And every leader to be effective at the top needs to learn how to lead from the bottom or from below, right? And that's what we tell our folks here. We, we tell our folks, treat every day like it's an interview for your next job, because there are going to be opportunities and make sure that person next to you respects you because you're respectable, because people talk. Everyone approaches their day-to-day -day activity as if they're wanting to be a leader in the company. That's what they're going to do. And we've seen that play out here in the last two and a half years. We have heard that and who have made huge changes. And now they're actually getting that next level position that they wanted. Well, so so look at these. Though, it, it's coming full circle. Because these, all of these attributes that you've described, you're encouraging those in your team members, aren't you? So how does your perspective on leading up, how does it impact your relationships with your direct reports? It, it's been a very positive relationship. We're a team. And the way we handle things here is with my direct reports, we come in, we have conversations about things, very open conversations. And they're sharing with me what they believe, you know, really, whenever we're sitting down as a group, we're all giving input into these decisions that we're trying to make. And yes, ultimately, my role is different. And I might have to make some conclusions on some things. But very often, we're solving problems as a group. And in doing that, we have so much buy in and such a healthy relationship within our team. And I'm also trying to help those, those folks in our in, that are my direct reports, who I know have the potential to be in my role one day, help them understand that I recognize that and that I want to, that the decisions I make today are with that in mind, that I'm thinking about their future and thinking about where they want to be and that where they go and what they do means more to me in their personal life than it does what they can do for this company, right? And I want them to understand that I want them to succeed personally and professionally whether it be at this company or somewhere else. So I'll do anything to help them. And I think when people understand that you, you're that kind of leader and you think about them that way, oftentimes they stay because they, they appreciate that, right? So uh, that's been effective. Well, and they're not just words. I've, I've, been, um, I've been so honored to get to see you in action over the last few months. And that's how you interact with them, right? You, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, you were serving breakfast to all of them. So you're... You're leading by example, showing how much you care, not just saying it. 
Well, the, the thing that we try to make sure they understand is our leadership style is to give respect to get respect. So everyone in our company gets respect. So we don't speak to anyone in our company differently from anyone else, regardless of their position. In conversation with me, regardless of your position, and I, I think that that is something that's been very effective because I'm, I'm, I'm people open up because they're not afraid. They know that they're getting a level of respect that anyone else in the company would get. Yeah. And again, like they, they, that's, that is what you model for them. You are, you're engaged in a leadership development initiative right now. And, you know, I I have an opportunity to work with a lot of organizations in that capacity. And a lot of times I see, you know, this, the CEO or the executive leadership team getting really excited about it and talking about how important it is, but not really experiencing it with the other leaders. You, and you are experiencing this with your leadership team. You have an accountability partner, you're engaged in all the exercises, you know, you're, you're showing them that you're continuing to grow as a leader, which provides encouragement for them to do the same. Well, the leadership challenge is such an important thing to me because uh, on the back end of that story, I told you, I became a student of leadership and I very much wanted to deny it and ignore it before because I just really didn't want to put the effort into these things I was hearing about leadership, because in many ways they were so different from what felt natural to me. But then when I started to make that change and I started to study about leadership, it became my hobby. And the Leadership Challenge is a book I read whenever I first got here. And it said everything that I believed about leadership. And I thought, wow, we've got to get this implemented. And I want to make sure every leader in this company and not just the leaders, the team members in this company I want them to see this out of every one of us because this is what I want to hand down. I want this to be from generation to generation within this company. If we do this, we will succeed. Yeah. How can you not with that passion? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's why I'm so thankful to have you with us uh, here helping us, Andrea. It's been two and a half years to get to the point where we've kind of crawled out from under a pile of stuff. And, and, and now we're finally to a position where we can sit down and breathe and focus on this. Well, and it's you, James. It's coming from you. I'm just coming alongside, enabling you to to shine and be successful. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I've received so much positive feedback from our program so far. So thank you so much. That's so great. Well, and we've only just begun. This is what's one of those things we'll never check the box on. Never done developing as a leader, are we? No, that's that's an important thing that I keep telling our folks and and they see it in me. So since I've been here, I've read 26 books. And, well, I in the last year, I read 26 books because I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to read about these people in history that have done great things because I want to know what it was about them. What made them great? Why did they do that? And I make sure I, you know, I'm quoting things from these books along the way, handing them off to our other leaders and saying, hey, you know, this is a great book because I want them to know that I'm, I'm learning. I'm still learning. Yeah. And the best leaders are the best learners. So no doubt that they get encouragement from you doing that to learn themselves, keep growing. Absolutely. Again, that's another humility thing that I had to learn because I really didn't want to hear it for a while. So (laughs) I've arrived in that aspect. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, thank you for sharing so many great insights and particularly around all of these strategies and ideas for leading up. I think that that is such an important part of our leadership. So you you have given us some really good tips. I'll just summarize some of my key takeaways. 
through all of it, I hear, I hear an open stance. So showing up with, with no ego, willing to learn, seeking to understand, asking questions, listening, ongoing communication and the updates that you talked about, being loyal and paying attention to how you're talking about your leader. I think we talk so much into existence and anytime you would say something negative about your leader, that's energy you're putting out there. And how does that help? So paying attention to how you're talking about your leader. So, so many good takeaways. James, thank you for being a guest on our show. If our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Sure. Um, emails probably the best way. It's uh, J1097. That's J as in James, T as in Tom, A, N, N as in Nancy, 97 at yahoo.com. Great. Well, thank you for being a guest on our show. All right. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.